Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 15 Minute You. This is the official college football podcast of your morning commute. I'm Evan Wazork. That's my brother, Matt. What up, Doe? And that's our ghost, ha, uh, ghost host back again. <laughs> the ghost host. Ah, howdy, y'all. Guest host. Rude. <laughs> we are here to bring you Spooky. everything you need to know about college football and hopefully... 15 minutes. Gents, what are we talking today? Today, if you couldn't guess it by the intro music, we are talking Peaches and Cream, the Peach Bowl, better known today as the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, which this year takes place on Saturday, December 29th at high noon between the Michigan Wolverines and the Florida Gators. Michigan coming in this game 10-2, and Florida 9-3 and on the season. Michigan is favored by six in this game, and the over-under is at 51. This game takes place at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. Fun fact, Evan. Peach Bowl. As of 2013, so we also, we'll also note and put on their Wikipedia page, it hasn't been updated in five years. It uh, Bowl was sold out for 17 straight years. Second longest streak behind the Peach Bowl. And in 2007, Peach Bowl became the best-attended non-BCS bowl game for the previous decade, although we know now RIP to the BCS, and the Peach Bowl is one of the rotating hosts for the college football playoff. Behind the Rose Bowl. Right. What did I say? Peach Bowl. (laughs) Oh, whichever. Sure. (laughs) What did I say? The Peach Bowl behind the Peach Bowl. Oh, the Peach Bowl behind the Peach Bowl. Well, because I was still still on Chick-fil-A, but... Second longest behind the Rose Bowl. So, Evan or Skyler wants to start here. Peach Bowl takes. It's all Wolverines near and dear to our heart. I tell you, I'm not feeling great going in. Yeah, I, I mean, the spread's six. I wouldn't be surprised if it drops lower. The st- I mean, the story here, right, is all the Michigan players sitting out. You got four Four players. starters. Four starters. You got just announced today, Juwan Bushelbetti, right tackle, uh, junior defensive end Rashawn Gary, senior linebacker Devin Bush Jr., and senior running back Karan Higdon, all sitting out, all going to the NFL. Yeah. You know, I first, what do you guys think about sitting out in general? Quick Good. takes on that. Good for them. I mean, after watching the Amazon series, Karan Higdon's doing the right thing for his baby. I like that. I mean, it's unfortunate that we don't get to watch him play one last time, but until they start paying players, like, just get used to it. It's, it, but it's become increasingly popular move if you are not in the, you know, in a playoff game to do this. It, like, what's the line in which it's not like that's not the Michigan team or that's not the whatever team? Like, how, how many dudes can sit out before you're like, yeah, that was a true representation, or or does that not matter at all? Maybe it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters. No. I think some it's of the matter. Oh really? I mean, I think some of the new, uh, I think some of the new redshirt rules were basically enacted to address this problem because now we can see next year's stars one game early, and that wasn't possible in the past. So I think that's trying to directly address this, and I think that's what a lot of these other bowl games are becoming, where you're not in the playoffs, is you just start to uh, showcase your talent for next year. Right. I don't disagree. I think I, 
I think you can't take five of 22 starters, though, and think that that's not going to have an effect on the game. That it's definitely going to have an effect on the game. Now, uh, do they have a, a more talented depth or pool of players to draw on? Maybe, especially, like you said, with the redshirt rules. But, I mean, I definitely think that these five starters sitting out is going to have an effect. Yeah, it's definitely going to impact the game, but it, it also is only going to happen to you know NFL caliber mm-hmm. players, right? Like if yeah. I'm a senior and this is my last game, but I you know play for Fresno most years, like like right, Fresno and Boise State are going to make a bowl game most likely for the next decade, unless they have huge fall offs in their programs, right? Um, or they'll at least like be in the mix to do it. That it's going to impact Power Five schools, I I think, in a different way than it does yeah. Group of Five Great. schools. I'll tell you, I'm not surprised. Like you look at the players they're sitting out, the positions that they play. Not really surprising, right? A lot of these positions, guys take hits uh, every single play, high uh, injury risk. Not in this game, obviously, but the one guy that's sitting out that really surprised me was uh, Bill Greer is sitting out West Virginia's bowl game. Why does that surprise uh, you? I just think with the way a quarterback is the star of every game um, and like a great, I think a great performance in a bowl game by a quarterback can maybe not, you know, go from a fourth round to a, mm-hmm. a third round or a second round, but I do think that that can have significant impact on draft status, perhaps within a, within a round. So you can go from like low first to high first or low second to high second. And it's not quarterback. Yes, quarterbacks can get injured. They get injured all the time. But it's not like running backs get injured all the time. It's not like offensive linemen can get injured all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I just thought I thought given that position, given the way the rules are written, quarterbacks are somewhat protected. I was surprised he's sitting out. Sure. I'm not saying I disagree. I'm just going to play devil's advocate for the sake of it. But like, what's one game really going to matter? So even Karan Higdon, like. You know, he's going to be a third day, maybe undrafted free agent yeah. type of guy, but like he's already got what 30 games of starting uh, under his belt. Mm-hmm. Like, his, his, he's a known quantity, like, he has nothing else to prove or to show besides in his workouts. So, I don't know. It's, it's a interesting thing that I don't really know what the solution is. Well, and if you know, using Higdon specifically, if he's injured, he's not drafted, right? No, and that's yeah. what he's like, yeah. yeah. Because you use like, well, I'm on the border, so to Evan's point, like, yeah, a good day might might make sure I do get drafted, or you know, could elevate me a few spots. But also, you know, if I'm if I'm a third day guy and I get injured, I'm not going to get drafted at all. Right. So I I got I guess I got to go back to what Scott said at the beginning, and that it NCA doesn't want to address some kind of fair compensation compensation for players. We know that a lot is at stake for their futures. I think you got to support them doing it. As a fan, you're always you're going to – I have zero stake in the game except that I'm just going to sit and spend three hours watching it. So I would love to yeah, see them absolutely. at full strength. But I do think that's the best move for them. So glad they're making it. Who makes the most impact by sitting out? Oh, good question. Oh, great Make question. Gary. Disagree. Gary, you think? Really? I, I, think... I was going to say uh, Devin Bush. Yeah, I uh, agree with Devin Bush. Jesus. I think, Bush I think long-term, like Gary's – yeah, sure, probably the best quarterback. And if we look at last season's or best player, yeah. look at last season's number. I I would bet he has the most uh, impressive of the two stats. Although I admit I can't recall off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but with how Gary's injury that he's been sitting out, I, he sat out longer. 
does, yeah. I think, had less of an impact. You know, and Bush was had to be a higher contributor this season. Well, also, which is why I would say Devin Bush. Yeah, I would agree with that entirely. Especially, uh, also, Devin Bush, I think, tweeted that he uh, still hasn't been cleared to practice as of like a few yeah. weeks ago. So that's also a bit different than Gary just kind of going on to the next thing. But, uh, I mean, overall, Gary's kind of been a disappointment, in my opinion. His Michigan career has been less than amazing. And he was supposed to be one of the most amazing people ever. And then I'm sure he's a great person, but like uh, amazing athletes ever. Uh, and I just don't feel like he did that in the field. Right. He coming in, you thought he was going to be clowny. Yeah. Uh, and at he, least. he ended up being Winovich. Nah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. How does this. Uh, so, so let's roll into it. Where are you at on the. Given the context of where we're at, four Michigan starters are sitting out. I. That's a tough question by Skyler, which has the greatest impact. I mean, Bushel Beatty, one of the better offensive linemen. Higdon counted on for a lot of rushing production. And then defense, uh, Gary and and Bush played a huge role in that defense being as good as they are this year. So, Matt, here's my concern. Maybe you can talk to this as a former college athlete, current coach. My concern, I mean, collectively, yes, those five sitting out, I think are going to have a big pick. But my concern even more so is – to me, this seems like upperclassmen don't really give a damn about this game. And I'm, I'd be concerned about that mentality affecting the locker room and then how that kind of has a uh, impact on the team overall and, you know, how much are they really going to get it up for this game when a lot of their older compatriots are headed to the NFL? Eh, I don't know. You, you would hope no. I guess I don't know enough about each program to know if that – that matters because also a younger dude though you want a shot you want to be the guy who can eventually True. sit out That's and fair. so here's the spotlight you want to do something you know go get it my biggest concern in thinking about the discussion we had about the Michigan State Bowl game is that so far as the head coach of the University of Michigan Jim Harbaugh does not win big games yeah doesn't win bowl games doesn't beat Ohio State beats Sparty half the time so that's my number one concern I agree. Um, it's unfortunate. I mean, to, to Evan's point, you know, n- not a college athlete, obviously, but I think that, you know, next man up is definitely important for the, the younger guys. So hopefully they take it as an opportunity to start earning their spot for next year, especially with such a talented class coming in. Like, I mean, there's a lot of potentially instant starters. And uh, when you get behind early, not a good look. So yeah. these, these guys who aren't going to play are behind early. Depends on the guy stepping in, too. Like you think about Wisconsin with Hornybrook's out, but they have a senior quarterback coming in. Like That's, that's a motivating yeah. spot for him to be in, right? Like mm-hmm. I get one last shot to kind of throw it down. Mm-hmm. For the Michigan running back spot, Evans actually needs to have a big game and like yeah. needs to be productive. So this yeah. should be motivating that, like, okay, dude, we've been waiting for you, waiting, waiting, waiting. Okay, t- today's your day to, to let it loose. I mean, Evans doesn't finish next season as a starter. Zach Charbonnet, for sure. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe and, he has a breakout and, So, and we're also talking, you know, talking about pieces that Michigan's going to be missing and yeah. how that's going to be a problem. Let's also not forget that, like, Florida is not a terrible team. Yeah, you know, what I mean, they're coming in nine and three in the SEC, and we can debate SEC versus Big Ten all day. I'd prefer not to, but we could. Um, but like Felipe Franks thrown for twenty two hundred yards, twenty three yeah. touchdowns, six interceptions. That's a pretty good year on a whole. Uh, they're averaging 34 points a game. Defense is only allowing 20 points a game. Uh, that That's like a really decent team. 
And I think Florida has a lot of like weapons on their team. I don't think this is similar to a couple other times. Well, I think the last two seasons, despite the outcome going in, a lot of people thought like, oh, Michigan is like the heavy favorite in this. Um, I think even with all the pieces, Michigan people would still say that this is going to be a close game. So let's talk about the units, though. I guess I still see Shea Patterson and the Michigan wide receivers as the best uh, offensive weapons on on either side of the ball going into the game. So in putting points on the board and keeping up, uh, I don't see that being a problem. Missing Bushel Beatty, I still feel like the... He didn't play against Ohio State either. Now, that's not the greatest reference for how (laughs) how Michigan can look at its best. But, you know, I don't know. I still feel like offensively they can keep up. I I don't know. I think even with that, there's still more tools on Michigan with... Gentry. Right. Wide receivers. I mean, even... I mean, like I said, I I don't think Evans finishes next year as a starter, but... He's still a good running back, especially if they scheme him into like the slot and start to hit him on quick dink and dunks, um, which they saw a lot of against Ohio State. Yeah. <laughs> so if they can do that with Evans, I think it's a different story. But I mean, Gentry is an amazing, you know, giant person to throw the ball to, and I do think that Patterson is probably the best player on the field on offense, not athletic- athletically, but skill wise. So hopefully that's enough to take them to the win. Yeah, I, I will see. I don't know. Um, my, another concern that I have, though, I mean, I think Patterson much more polished of a quarterback than Felipe Franks, but Felipe Franks can uh, buy you some time. It's, he's not putting up Lamar Jackson numbers on the ground, but he can certainly scoot around. Um, as we saw in Michigan's losses, quarterbacks who can kind of elude at least that first pressure mm-hmm. can have some success. I mean, Dwayne Haskins just tore them up. But even going back to that Notre Dame loss, uh, you you avoid that first pressure, mm-hmm. you know, and and it seems to be the recipe for success against Michigan's defense. Yeah, I mean the Ohio State game was painful because, like you said, no pressure. I'm not sure how much of that was Dwayne Haskins and how much of that was just like our D line not playing great against uh, an O line yeah. that's supposed to be terrible and then played amazingly, but. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the downside of man to man defense, right? So Don Brown's got everybody out there on islands. If uh, you're on an island too long, you're gonna lose your receiver, and they're gonna make a catch because uh, you know they're all good athletes. So that pressure is gonna be important. I think on paper Michigan should still win the game, even with people sitting out. We've seen this coaching staff though go super vanilla, like when it counts the most. So that's what I'm most interested in looking for, and it, you know, regardless of the personnel you're using. Do they come up with creative ways and try to to move the ball, especially on um, on offense? Um, and how you know how how does Florida react to that? I think Florida Florida is a little bit behind um, with their offensive weapons, but also even defensive personnel. Take take out Bush and take out Gary. He's, you know we're still looking at uh, Hudson and Hill and Winovich. All those guys are going to make huge impacts for the Wolverines. Agreed. So, should we put it on wax? So, so I guess I'm still picking Florida <laughs> with the six point spread. Despite everything you just said, <laughs> just said. yeah, because Michigan's going to find a way to make this game close. I don't know. I guess I'm less excited are you about Florida outright. Are you saying Florida points? I'm saying Florida with points. I, I think Michigan wins the game outright. Florida with points. What are you saying? Nah, I've just been burned by this too many times. Florida outright. 
Mama ain't raised no fool. Mm. Wow. Okay. I'm going to buck the trend. I would love to be wrong. I'd love to be wrong. Florida is winless against Michigan. All time. I know none of that matters, and I hate when sportscasters say that. But, <laughs> but we're gonna the only time that Michigan's beaten Urban Meyer is when he was at Florida. But damn it, I'll bank on it. <laughs> I'm just going to keep rolling on this meaningless trend and just say that uh, we uh, we pull it out. I'm just excited to watch the young guys play and see what next year is going to look like. So hopefully it's entertaining. Fair enough. Agree. I, I guess I didn't realize they were undefeated against Florida. Yep. Never. never That's, that uh, was Lloyd Carr's last game. It was yep. a bowl game against yep. Florida. And then I feel like in the last five years, Michigan's played Florida. Five times. Four right. times. Right. Four times. Yeah, it's 5-0. <laughs> yeah. Michigan's 5-0. Wow. Or so, I think 4-0 maybe. 5-0 after the 31st. Sure. We shall see. Tune in this weekend. High noon. Matt, before we bounce. Yep. Breaking math news. So, Skylar, you comment math if news. you want. Take a nap. Matt's terrible, as we found in this bowl season. Buffalo quarterback Tyree Jackson, who graduated this semester or quarter yeah. i don't know what buffalo does he's officially in the transfer pool according to multiple transfer portal excuse me transfer according portal. to multiple sources interesting any what's out there on the the leans anything twitter seems to really think louisville i have no idea he's not from louisville i don't know i don't love that there's a lot of a lot of turmoil there. We got a new coach in Jeff Satterfield yeah. is going to need to turn over the coaching staff, but also the you know personnel for what what he wants to do uh, at Louisville compared to what they were doing at, at yeah. App State. So hopefully that's just an early rumor. We find out something not not great for uh, for the Bison though. Let's say hypothetically, since we're a Big Ten Mac podcast, sure. if he were to say, Matt, I want to go to a Big Ten school. Which Big Ten school should I go to? What would you tell him to do? Um, either I was gonna say Purdue or Indiana. Oh, uh, interesting. Indiana. No, put, I was gonna say. Go ahead. I was gonna say Purdue or Northwestern. Purdue needs a quarterback, and that would mm-hmm. really boost Brom. That's interesting. You said Northwestern. Uh, <laughs> I, I said Indiana puts up a lot of points. So at least if you're uh, quarterback fair. there, you can get, and you're trying to get to a bigger school, so you get more exposure. So you know, go ahead and and. Have a stats here. I, I don't see you really doing that at Northwestern. Is this, is Thorson not – is he coming back or no? No. I don't think He's so. Senior. So I was just thinking schools that wouldn't probably hate a uh, bridge quarterback. Sure. Northwestern would be one. I don't think they have a clear successor yet. Probably fun to live in Chicago. Fair. You know, you're you're not really going to class, I assume, when you're a graduate transfer. No offense to Tyree Jackson, but that's guy, my hunch. The guy behind Thorson played quite a bit, right? Finished last yeah. year, started this year. Oh, yeah, that's right. So maybe not. Purdue might be the move. Hey, Penn State needs a quarterback also. Hmm. Oh, true. And Michigan State needs to figure out how to move the ball. So I don't know if that's <laughs> helpful or for them. So we'll see. Good update. Otherwise, thank you so much, folks, for tuning in. It's been another episode of 15-Minute You. From our 15-Minute You family to yours, Happy New Year. Continue to enjoy the holidays. Let us know what you think. You can reach out to us on Facebook, Gmail, Twitter, at 15-Minute You. While you're at these New Year's celebrations, meeting up with family and friends, be sure to tell your family and friends about your favorite uh, college football podcast. Have them subscribe. Yes. Give us a rating. We love a rating. Uh, if you have time on on your podcast app, whatever you decide to do though this holiday season, don't pick them like my brother. 
And don't pick them like my brother. Go blue. Go blue. First half of that, we got into some uh, college football politics there. <laughs> what are you guys doing for the rest of the day?